This is Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Hope your guys' Thanksgiving was great. This is a Friday edition of the show to get you ready for BYU football and San Diego State squaring off tomorrow night in San Diego. We'll obviously have more coverage for you on all the other BYU sports as well. We'll also hear today from Preston Hadley, BYU safeties coach, as well as some comments from San Diego State head coach Rocky Long about why he thinks BYU should get back into the Mountain West Conference. That'll be a fun conversation. So a lot to get to on today's edition of the show. Hope you guys' Thanksgiving was great. I enjoyed mine as well. Hope you guys ate some good food, had some time with your family or friends, and also watched some football as well yesterday. Let's get to it. Today's show is brought to you by our title sponsor, Deseret First Credit Union, as well as in part by our good friends over at DoorDash. We'll tell you about the, both of those companies as today's show rolls on. With that rundown out of the way, let's go. This is Locked On Cougars for November 29th. 2019. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, and I am the host of this, your daily podcast, all focused on BYU sports. Thanks again for joining us. This podcast is available everywhere podcasts are to be found. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, essentially anywhere a podcast can be heard and or downloaded, you can get this podcast, and we aim to be your one-stop shop, your daily source for all of the BYU news, opinion, and insider information that you cannot find anywhere else and thanks again for taking the time to download this show on a Friday as we get you ready for BYU's regular season finale in football against the San Diego State Aztecs Uh, first thing I probably should say is once again congratulations to Mark Pope and his team on finishing third at the Maui Gym Maui Invitational we talked a little bit about that kind of my thoughts on the outcome of that on the postcast edition a special postcast edition I threw up late Wednesday night you can go back and listen to that it's about 10 minutes long and get caught up there, but I big congratulations to them on that solid showing there in Maui. I think it bodes well for BYU. They should be six and three on Wednesday night when Yoli Childs returns to the lineup against the University of Utah for the Cougars. Now, BYU football is in San Diego this weekend. They face off against the San Diego State Aztecs in the regular season finale. It'll begin at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. Um, You can listen to the Cougar pregame show that I'm going to be hosting tomorrow on the Zone Sports Network, 97.5 FM, 1280 AM. Uh, I'll be with Will Snowden, former BYU running back. We'll be on from 6 to 7 p.m. leading up to kickoff between the Cougars and the Aztecs and obviously we'll have a post game show as soon as the game goes final as well we will be live on location at JCW's the Burger Boys in Provo if you want to stop by and say hello love to see you guys and talk some BYU football with you but Big game for the Cougars tomorrow. They're on a five-game winning streak going into this game. Seven and four on the season against the eight and three San Diego State Aztecs. San Diego State very good on defense. Top ten in multiple categories. Most most importantly, uh, rush defense in terms of overall rushing yards. They have not given up a thousand rushing yards this season. They've played eleven games. Think about that. That is absolutely phenomenal. And also elite just in terms of holding scores down, scoring defense as well. So. 
BYU has their work cut out for them. But on the San Diego State side of things, they're starting a true freshman quarterback that has never started a game before against the Cougars. Uh, Ryan Agnew, who has been starting most of this year for the Aztecs, is out with a calf injury. He's officially the designated emergency backup, the third stringer, with a calf injury that he aggravated against Hawaii last week. So that means Carson Baker, a freshman from Helix High School there in the greater San Diego area. If you remember Helix High, that is actually the alma mater of Todd Watkins, the former BYU wide receiver during the Gary Croton era, a guy who spent time with the Oakland Raiders. Obviously guys like Alex Smith from the University of Utah, as well as Reggie Bush, the all-time great for USC, have come out of Helix High in recent years. But Carson Baker, a freshman from Helix High, six foot three, 190 pounds. He redshirted last year and has not gotten into a game this year, but he will start tomorrow against the Cougars. This lends itself even more to a low-scoring game if you're San Diego State, and they need to hold BYU down. The Cougars, conversely, should be licking their chops, thinking, you know what, we can confuse this young quarterback and hopefully pick him off a couple of times or just get to the quarterback and sack him. I think it's more likely BYU picks him off because their sack numbers are still atrocious if, if you're looking at just at overall numbers for BYU. So the after this quarterback confused them a little bit, BYU second nationally right now in terms of interceptions on the season as a team with 15 overall. I could see a, th- a situation where BYU picks off this quarterback a couple of times tomorrow, and that gives BYU a big opportunity. The biggest thing for the Cougars in this game is take advantage of your scoring opportunities because San Diego State, like I mentioned, very stingy on defense and will look to do everything they can to slow down the Cougars and prevent BYU from scoring. Um, it's Rocky Long, obviously, the former New Mexico quarterback as well as New Mexico head coach, has built a pretty good program there at San Diego State. I'm very impressed with this, the steady nature of his programs. They're not necessarily the same programs they have been in recent years where they've run the ball and you, you know they're going to run the ball. They know they're going to run the ball and you can't stop them. This year it's been a little more balanced, but with a true freshman quarterback starting his first game, you can expect Rocky Long is going to lean on his running game and shorten the game if at all possible with long grinding drives and BYU will need to be ready to stop that Uh, one good thing on the defensive front for BYU as I am being told that Lorenzo Fawatea actually I saw this on social media as well he acknowledged it that he will be back in the lineup for BYU after missing the past few weeks with a lower leg injury Brackenell Bakri's status very much murky I would list him as doubtful maybe questionable at best after he limped off the field against UMass aggravating a lingering injury he's already been dealing with in his lower body so we'll see what happens there. But having Lorenzo Fawatea out there alongside a guy like Kairos Tonga would go a long way to helping BYU really shore up their run defense. And it'll be important that the Cougars shut down the Aztecs' rush attack because it's it's just something that with a true freshman quarterback making his first start, you're not going to ask him to sling the ball all over the field. At least I would not expect them to. And Carson Baker... He's obviously going to have some butterflies making his first career start. A kid from local, like from the local area there in Helix High School. It'll be interesting to see how they go. Um, Brookshire, uh, Jordan Brookshire, the junior transfer, is the backup in tomorrow's game. He's usually the third stringer. He's going to be the backup with Ryan Agnew slotting in as the emergency backup if both um, if both Carson Baker and Brookshire aren't able to play or get injured in tomorrow's game. So it's a big opportunity staring BYU in the face, plain and simple. They can go out there, I think, confuse this young quarterback, hopefully pick him off a couple of times. And I think guys, the BYU offense with Zach 
Wilson at the helm. They were really flowing and playing well against UMass, and I'm expecting them to carry that forward as they go into this game against San Diego State. And I think the nice part is you saw them play about as clean as they have played all year long against UMass. Obviously, UMass is an absolute sieve when it comes to defense, one of the worst defenses in college football. But that should give BYU confidence going into what should be one of the stingiest, if not the stingiest defense outside of Utah BYU has faced this year. So big opportunity staring the Cougars in the face, finish off the regular season with a six-win six-game win streak, have an 8-4 and four record going into that Hawaii Bowl, and we'll find out who the Cougars square off against uh, here in the next week or two once bowl assignments are sent out. Alright, so there you go. Some of my thoughts on BYU and San Diego State. Uh, one final note in terms of what we're looking at in terms of personnel for BYU is I expect tomorrow that you'll have Zach Wilson as the starting quarterback, Baylor Romney probably as the backup, and I would say that uh, uh, Jaron Hall is probably your emergency backup if need be. If at all possible, they'd rather let him not play in this game and maybe Joe Critchlow is the is the third stringer. But uh, Jaron Hall is nearing being cleared as you heard from Aaron Roderick on Wednesday's edition of the podcast. He says he practiced both of the days earlier on this week and they're hopeful of him getting cleared and that way he can play for the Cougars. We'll keep you updated on our Twitter feed at LockedOnCougars or my personal Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch in the lead up to the game tomorrow with more personnel notes and obviously we'll have more of that on the Cougar pregame show on the Zone Sports Network. All right, we'll get to some of the sound uh, that we wanted to play on today's podcast, stuff from Rocky Long as well as BYU Safety's coach, a one-on-one I did with Preston Hadley here in just a moment. Before we do that though, reminder for you guys to treat yourself to the meal you deserve and obviously it's the day after Thanksgiving. You may be having a little bit of a turkey hangover. If you don't want to go out, you can treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurant come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code Locked On. Listening on the go, if you can't visit DoorDash right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. All right, guys, let's get to some of the sound from this week. We'll go on San Diego State side of things first. Rocky Long is very much a, propo- a proponent of BYU going back to the Mountain West, it appears. He has an idea of how it should go about, but he actually started off talking about how he feels independents outside of Notre Dame need to figure out what they're going to do, or he feels like they're going to be left out of what he expects to be a national tournament at some point in college football. Here you go, Rocky Long talking about that. Oh, I, I'd much prefer everybody be in the league. That's my personal feeling, but I'm sure every school that is independent is independent for a reason. Uh, some of them, they can't afford the scheduling uh, because the league they'd be in, they'd have to travel great distances, so they can't afford that kind of thing. Uh, some of them think they can make more money by themselves than within a league. And so I'm sure if, if a university can make more revenue being an independent that that's probably a smart thing to do i mean there's a lot of reasons for doing it i wish everybody was in the league why oh because i think eventually there's going to be a national tournament and i think i think the independents uh unless you're notre dame all the independents are going to be left out except notre dame 
I get what Rocky Long is saying there because I do think there's a day coming where you'll see more teams in a playoff format in college football, but I don't see the independence. Speaking of, I guess, BYU, I think BYU has aspirations of getting into a Power 5 conference. But I just don't see BYU saying, you know what? Well, we need to get into a conference. We have a chance at this at this uh, so-called national tournament right now. They're not going to do that. BYU is very much set where they're at. And Rocky Long also understands that. You also heard him talk about the money they can make. And BYU, with their contract with ESPN, expected to be renewed at some point here in the near future. Well, they should have an opportunity to... Uh, put some more money in their pocket and they they obviously have that opportunity with ESPN backing them and they don't have to share it with anybody. I completely get why BYU went independent. At this point, BYU absolutely would jump into a Power 5 conference if an invite were extended to them. I'm not necessarily convinced they're going to jump back into the G5 with the Mountain West, etc. until they see the writing on the wall that says, you know what, we need to get back in. And I think that Rocky Long thinks that that writing on the wall is them saying, well, you know, what uh, there's a national tournament coming and only Notre Dame's getting that option well the national tournament is years off at best and I don't expect BYU is going to just say you know what just in case we need to hop back in that's not how they're going to go about it well Rocky Long continued on some of his comments earlier this week during his press availability about how he thinks they should go about speaking of the Mountain West getting BYU back into the league which he believes should happen I, I would. I, I already just mentioned that. I think that BYU would be a, a very strong addition to our league and would help our league entirely. And I think they'll come back if people don't schedule them. If we will not schedule them, so they have an unbelievable hard time of developing a schedule, that might make them come back into the league. I don't have anything against BYU. In fact, my mother and father are alumni of BYU. They both graduated. They met there. They got married there. I was born there. I mean, I have nothing against BYU, and I think they'd be a strong addition to our league. And the way to get them back is to not schedule them. Make them hunt and peck and try to find a schedule. I mean, half their schedule or three-fourths of their schedule are Mountain West Conference teams already. All right, let's go with a Locked On Cougars fact check. You see the Associated Press do AP fact checks on, on government issues, etc. Well, here's a Locked On Cougars fact check. Coach Long, BYU has played three Mountain West teams, including your team this year. That is not half of their schedule. It's a quarter of their schedule. And if they face off against a Mountain West team in the Hawaii Bowl on December 24th, that would make it a third or just under a third of their schedule is Mountain West teams. It's not half. It's definitely not three quarters, and that's not going to force BYU back in. The Pac-12 is more than happy to keep scheduling BYU for end-of-the-season matchups in the next few years. BYU is going to face Stanford, USC, and obviously have the University of Utah on the schedule. Let's put it this way. BYU is not going to be forced back into Mountain West if Mountain West schools throw out a boycott. Guess what? Your best team in your conference, Coach Long, Boise State just signed another long-term deal with BYU. They understand the value of facing off against the Cougars. If you can't see that, so be it, but there are plenty of other programs BYU can schedule as an independent, and they don't necessarily need San Diego State. The Mountain West is not going to make or break their schedule. It would be nice to have a scheduling alliance with the Mountain West Conference. I will admit this is just Jake Hatch speaking, but it's not an absolute necessity that BYU needs to have the 
Mountain West on on their schedule to have a full schedule. It just it, it's not quarter, it's not three quarters or a half of their schedule as Mountain West teams. It's just not that way, Rocky Long. But you do you. All right, so there you go. Some of the sound from Rocky Long. Now let's get to the other side of things. Preston Hadley played in the last game that BYU played against San Diego State. That was obviously the 2012 uh, Poinsettia Bowl there at San Diego County Credit Union Stadium. Kyle Van Noy and the BYU defense were absolute stars that night. Well, Preston Hadley was the third leading tackler for the BYU Cougars in that game, and I had a chance to talk to him about that, as well as his position group earlier this week, one-on-one. Preston, you guys are taking on San Diego State this week, and I mentioned before I turned the recorder on that I was looking at that game from last time, and there's a certain name that popped up as the third leading tackler for BYU in that game. You know, number seven did his thing, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it was a – no, really, uh, everyone played good. The, the defense. The defense did a good job. We had a lot of good players. A couple of them are still playing, so credit to that. How crazy is it to think that you guys are facing off San Diego, facing off against San Diego for the first time since that game? Yeah, I, I honestly, I hadn't really thought about that. Uh, you know, it, to, to think about it, it's, it's crazy. Just, you know, that was like seven, eight years ago now, you know. And so for, for me, especially, that's my last memory of football, you know. And so, you know, they, they obviously it's, there's different coaches there now. There's different coaches here, different players. Uh, the thing that hasn't changed is they're a physical team. And, you know, as a defensive guy, you look forward to those types of matches where it's going to be physical and it's just our best versus their best and just smash mouth. So. I wanted to ask you about your memories of that game. Kyle Van Noy obviously was the star of that game, scoring the two touchdowns like he did. But what are your overall memories of that? I'm still waiting for Kyle to buy me dinner because <laughs> it's easy to get sacks <laughs> when there's nowhere to throw the ball. Yes. You know? <laughs> no, uh, it was – I think I was – it was a really fun game to be a part of just – seeing it from a from a field view yeah. you know like being in there and to see the plays Kyle made Ziggy I mean Ziggy had a pick mm-hmm. first drive Danny made Craig Bills had like ended some guy's life you know like there's so many guys there's so many other highlights but uh really happy for Kyle um just in how he played you know I thought it was a uh, uh, just kind of icing on the cake to a a great year that he'd had already. I think he was a junior that yes. year. So oh, it, was, it was fun. Like, those are, those are, if you're a defensive guy, those are fun to be a part of. Anytime you score twice on defense, you know, the, usually the rush and coverage have to work together. So the picks, the pick that he got, you know, I'm, I, I don't remember, but I'm sure the quarterback had some pressure in his face. And then the sack he had, you know, I'm sure there wasn't places to throw the ball, you know. So rush and coverage work together. But it was awesome, man. Like, those, like I'll never forget it. You know, it was my last game. You mentioned a minute ago San Diego State physical, physical team. They take on Rocky Long's kind of whole MO about football, I feel like, watching them play. Your guys are kind of the last line of defense being safeties out there. What do you expect this week? I think just the guys that we have, I think it's a physical group, Mm -hmm. and it's just who they are. You know, that's just who those guys are. You know, Austin, Diane, Troy. Malik, all those guys, you know, they're, that's that's how they want to play the game. So, no, for, for us, man, like, we, we got to be the best tacklers on the, on the field. Like, one, one message that we're always talking, like, as a safety, there's going to be moments where the ball creases you and it's you versus the running back, and you got to find a way to get them to the ground. Mm-hmm. And we're always preaching there's no such thing as a bad tackle. 
Like anything, anytime you can get them to the ground, like that's a good tackle. So that's that's really just what our focus has been. We, we try and work tackling every day and you know work towards being the best tacklers on the field. And so I think the guys, uh, for the most part this season, have, have done a good job of that. We didn't see Austin on Saturday. Expecting him to be back on the field this Saturday. Yeah, he'll be back. He's just kind of nursing a little injury, but he'll, he's he's good. What did you make of your guys' efforts, especially in that first half, pitching that shutout against UMass? Uh, I was really proud of just not necessarily like what they did, but how they did it, right? Like, you know, anytime you're going in and, and facing, you know, a team where you're, you know, you're feeling confident in, in what you're going to do, you know, you, it's the battle is from within, just showing up, starting fast, and finishing strong. And so I thought it was a it showed a lot of maturity. Uh, on our players' part, just doesn't matter who you're up against, whether it's USC or, or UMass or whoever, you know, you got to show up to play because college football, like you've already seen, like anybody can beat anybody and no one is exempt from that. We've seen Troy get back on the field. What's he been like so far as he gets back out there? Uh, Troy has grown up a lot. Uh, just as a person but also as a player so for him being removed like he, he's in the meetings every day he's yeah. out here practice like mm-hmm. I, I, he, he was coach Warner yeah. right and so and anytime I think I feel like when you're able to remove yourself from the game like all the bias and all that and now he's actually he kind of I think things start to click a little bit more when a coaching point is being made right like oh okay coach I get what coach is saying there, you know, yeah. or like, you know, and so, so I think it's uh, anytime a player has an opportunity to do that, I think it's really beneficial. And I think it was beneficial from Troy. Uh, some things in particular that have jumped out to me. I think he's, he's, uh, uh, he's more physical. I think he understands angles better, which is in, as a safety, it's all about just being able to use proper angles, you know, particularly 135 degrees, 45 degree angles and stuff. And so moving from corner to safety, you know, it takes time. And, uh, also, the year prior, last year, he was, you know, he was still recovering from an injury and stuff. And so, it's been good for him to be able to get fully healthy and become more of a student of the game and continue to develop his football IQ. And he's really developed as a leader as well. Uh, so we're real excited to have him coming back another time, another year. Coach, thanks so much. Absolutely, go Cougs. There you go, Preston Hadley, and th- thank him for taking the time. And you can tell he's bullish on his position group. I've been told that Diane Gonwoloku will be playing as a safety most often in this game this week. He'll be playing kind of that uh, in-the-box safety role that he played against Boise State to give BYU that 7th and 8th defender in the box to slow down what should be a pretty heavy rush attack from San Diego State. So Preston Hadley's been working with Diane Gonwoloku. I also heard him talk about Troy Warner, who's going back home and playing a game in his hometown essentially Uh, he came out of the San Diego area there are a number of players on BYU's roster from the San Diego area like D'Angelo Mandel, JaVel Brown Malik Moore who's another safety going back home and it's cool to hear from Preston Hadley about how his group is coming along and it's also positive to hear that Austin Lee is healthy this week he took the week off last week against UMass BYU didn't need him in that game and they won the game handily so good to have a healthy Austin Lee or as healthy as he can be at this point in the season 
squaring off against San Diego State this week. They'll need everybody that they can muster in that safety group to step up and really help tackle that what we expect to be a pretty stout rush attack for the Aztecs. A big game tomorrow, 7 o'clock Mountain Time on CBS Sports Network. Like I mentioned in the first little bit of this podcast, you can join us at JCW's for the Cougar pregame show or tune into that on the Zone Sports Network, 97.5 FM, 1280 AM. Also have an app. You can go to 1280thezone.com to listen as well. All right, uh, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, do need to remind you guys that Deseret First Credit Union is our title sponsor of Locked On Cougars. They share a faith-based bond with all of its members, but they also celebrate the unique goals and passions of their individual members. They're asking everybody right now, what is your why? Whatever that why might be, have you thought about refinancing your home loan to save some money and help fund your passion project? Refinancing doesn't have to be hard or even cost you anything. With rates still low right now, now is a great time to consider refinancing your mortgage and keep more money in your pocket. I've mentioned this a couple of times before. I'm actually pretty close to finishing up a refinance of my own. It's been a relatively painless process. It hasn't been as bad as I thought it was going to be. I was really reticent to do it, but I've really enjoyed the experience. I would encourage you guys to check it out. With a no-cost refinancing from Deseret First, you can get locked into a low rate for absolutely nothing and potentially save yourself up to hundreds of dollars a month, guys. You heard me right. Potentially hundreds of dollars a month. The DFCU mortgage team will work with you to find the right loan for your financial situation. Give them a call. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, you're looking for your dream home, you've got investment properties, they'll work with you to find the right loan for your situation. Give them a call. 801-456-7070, 801-456-7070, or visit dfcu.com to learn more. Deseret First Credit Union, you know why, we show how. Membership and eligibility required, OAC. Terms and conditions apply, equal housing lender. Alright guys, catching up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. Let's start off with a massive clash this afternoon in Palo Alto or Stanford, California as the BYU women's soccer team ranked number 4 in the country faces off against number 1 ranked Stanford. They are the number 1 overall uh, seed in the NCAA tournament. BYU has their work cut out for them today in their a quarterfinal clash, the Elite Eight clash they have against the Cardinal. Once again, 4 o'clock Mountain Time this afternoon, Pac-12 Networks, if you want to watch this. If BYU gets past the Stanford Cardinal in this game, in my opinion, BYU at that point is the odds-on favorite to win the national title. That's just my thought, but it's easier said than done, and the Cougars have a big opportunity ahead of them in this game against Stanford. BYU still undefeated on the year, just the one draw on the season. Their goal differential is absolutely phenomenal so far this year and they're going to need every bit of energy and luck and skill that they can muster in this game but a big opportunity staring the Cougars in the face and best of luck to Jennifer Rockwood and her team as they square off against Stanford this afternoon. Now also tonight BYU women's basketball is in action as well at the Marriott Center as they host the University of Utah at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. That game will be televised on BYU TV if you want to watch it. Uh, BYU beat Utah State Earlier this week, they could go 2-0 against their in-state rivals with a win tonight. And I would favor the Cougars in this matchup, but Utah is a very stout opponent, much better than Utah State was, and they'll have their work cut out for them as they face off against the Utes. Once again, 7 o'clock Mountain Time this evening uh, there in the Marriott Center in Provo. Tomorrow afternoon, 1 o'clock Mountain Time, BYU men's basketball returns from Maui to face off against Montana Tech, a lower division team. That'll be at 1 o'clock Mountain Time, televised on BYU TV, obviously, radio uh, broadcast on the BYU Sports Network as well. 
And this is the last game that Yoli Childs is required to sit out. BYU should handle the Ore Diggers. It's a great nickname, by the way, the Ore Diggers, with no problems, I would expect. And BYU should be 6-3 and three as they get ready for the University of Utah, their rivalry game up there at the Huntsman Center Wednesday night. Uh, without Yoli Childs in the lineup, BYU going 6-3, and three, as I mentioned in our special postcast edition on Wednesday night, late Wednesday night, I put it up. That's a fantastic showing this so far this season for the Cougars. They've got a couple of resume wins on their docket already. And now with Yoli Childs expected to return to the lineup after tomorrow's game, the Cougars should be really bullish on their chances to make a run through the rest of the non-conference and on into conference play. And then one final note for you, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock Mountain Time, BYU and San Diego State in football, CBS Sports Network, and obviously radio broadcasts on the BYU Sports Network on the radio side of things as well. Greg Rubel will be on the call after making the, the long trip, man. Rough trip to go from Maui to San Diego, man. Let me tell you. Just kidding. I'm Greg's a great dude. I owe my career in large part to him, and it's awesome to hear him on broadcast each and every day. Alright, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. Can't thank you guys enough for your continued support of the show. Very thankful for all of you. Hope you guys all had a great Thanksgiving. Enjoyed time with your family and friends. It was a great Thanksgiving for myself, and we will talk to you tomorrow after BYU basketball and football square off. We'll do a postcast edition, react to both of those games games and of course we'll be back next week with daily podcasts throughout the week getting you ready for whatever is going on in BYU sports whether it's men's basketball against the University of Utah find out football and their bowl opponent at some point next week hopefully start hearing some rumors on that we'll have it all covered for you right here on your daily podcast covering the BYU Cougars the Locked On Cougars podcast uh, thanks again for joining us today's show brought to you by our title sponsor Deseret First Credit Union as well as DoorDash check out all those offers at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers if you want to learn more about what we're offering our listeners. We'll talk to you soon. This has been Locked On Cougars for November 29, 2019.